Welcome to Sacred Heart's podcast series, The Heart of Sharon Road. Hello, this is Anne Camino, Sacred Heart's Assistant Development Director, Alumni Relations, and your host for this episode of The Heart of Sheridan Road. Today, we are lucky enough to have two members of a Sacred Heart Legacy family here with us, Anthony Nichols, Hardy 1954, and his daughter, Paula Bork, Academy High School 1993. We are delighted that Anthony is the recipient of the 2019 Catherine I. Seeker RSCJ Award, which he will be receiving at Alumni Weekend on October 20th. The Seeker Award is given to an RSCJ, Sheridan Road alum, or an alum from any Sacred Heart Network school whose life exemplifies, to an extraordinary degree, the values and standards that Sacred Heart Schools represents. Welcome back to Sheridan Road, Anthony and Paula. I'd like to begin with Anthony. Could you please share how you came to be a student here at Sacred Heart? Thank you. Uh, my dad came to America from Greece in 1895, and uh, he was determined to have a family, and uh, he married late in life. Uh, he was 55 when I was born, and uh, he was quite successful. He made a lot of friends, and he went to them to find out where he should send his son. They recommended uh, Sacred Heart. So I think I was one of the first Orthodox to come to uh, Sacred Heart. I was well received. Did you feel that it was different because you weren't Catholic or? The religious were so advanced in those days. They understood the history of the church and they recognized that the original church was one church for 1200 years. They taught us that. and. Uh, she made sure I went to uh, St. Andrews, which is down the street there. Mm-hmm. And they questioned me thoroughly to make sure I went. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite part of Sacred Heart while you were a student here? Uh, they were very good to me. Uh, while I was here, my mother passed away. And uh, they helped me through that. And they were very caring. How so did they help you? to be interested in uh, my well-being beyond uh, the education. For example, uh, my father didn't have an account set for me at the canteen, so I couldn't go for uh, a milkshake. He was worried about spoiling me. And Mother Moody saw that I couldn't go, so when he came to pick me up one day, she took him by the ear and I had an account at the canteen. <laughs> Wow. They cared. And where can you go for Carrie? That's great. Well, what is your most vivid memory of your days at Sacred Heart? Being on time. <laughs> <laughs> Something we all struggle with today. The dad would bring me. Uh, always late. In those days, we were in the lower level. Mm-hmm. So it was easier to get in. I had to go through the vestibule. <laughs> So you went in directly on Sheridan yes, Road. Yes. Wow. Or the side of that side. Yeah. Wherever I could get in. <laughs> and what do you see as the impact on your life of your Sacred Heart education? I learned uh, about landmark books here. And I read the biographies. And that my uh, uh, nature of a storyteller, I was always fascinated with the uh, lives of other people. 
Do you still read biographies? Sure, but uh, I went in the banking business. And the uh, interesting thing about banking is that uh, you have to learn about everybody else's uh, work so you can help them about their life experience as part of that. Well, you've been a part of the school for over 70 years. Hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Paige. <laughs> <laughs> you've, been, you've served on the board of trustees. You've volunteered on numerous committees over the years. But what has been your favorite or the most meaningful way that you've given your time to Sacred Heart? I uh, was always interested in the, the teachers. My grandfather was a teacher in Greece. He was quite honored. Uh, being a teacher in Greece was a double profession, and uh, very well expensive. And I always wanted to say for our teachers here at Sigurd, they are so critical to our lives. I focus on that. But you didn't become a teacher? Well, uh, married so, one, so you know. Oh, okay, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Let me go back. Did you speak Greek when you came here, or English? Both. They taught me Greek before English, and uh, as you know. Little children can pick up languages. So when you get older, it gets difficult. I was able to speak Greek and uh, still a little bit today. But you didn't have any issues with language barriers when you came to Sacred Heart? Well, how could you? Uh, sister had a clapper and you responded. <laughs> a clapper? <laughs> yes, don't you remember those? I, I don't. Could you explain? It was a hinge box. You close it and made it sound. Okay. Uh, and uh, like a clap. Oh. And that's how she got her attention to move us. Ah. So I think it's like two pieces of wood like being slapped okay. together. It's oh, big. okay. Yeah. So it makes a loud noise and would probably get your attention. <laughs> Did they have that when you were no. here, Paula? Okay. No. No. They were... They were they were pretty good. I could hear the hearty teacher screaming at the oh okay <laughs> upstairs, and that kept all the girls in line. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, a different exactly. type of different, a different clapper. <laughs> got it, got it. I I don't think we use them anymore. I think they were. Yeah, I'm pretty sure out. they were banned at some point. Probably. <laughs> but, so speaking of that, what would you say is the biggest difference between when you were a student here? And when Paula was a student, and now that your grandsons are here, what has changed? Uh, fortunately, the uh, school has not uh, wavered from its uh, mission. And uh, happy to see that continue. Where do you send your family to learn ethics? And uh, where do you go to try to understand the difference between right and wrong? Is that one of the reasons why you sent Paula here? Yes, but also uh, you can help people go to school, but they have to want to go. I did. Good. I liked it. So much I stayed for 12 years. <laughs> so uh, looking forward towards Alumni Weekend, do you keep in contact with your classmates, the graduating class of 1954? Well, there were many of us. How, do you remember how many there were? No, because uh, I think it was four. Oh, wow. But I don't really remember... Uh, David Hargan, Joe Glenn, I still see, uh, we'll be lifelong friends. Uh, and uh, I let them do the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's pretty good, too. Lifelong friends. Yes. Uh, the conversation always picks up when we left it off. I think some of them will be here. Yes. See you in a couple weeks. So what do you hope that your grandsons take away from their time at Sacred Heart? What we have to offer 
which is the ethics, mm-hmm. the ability to make decisions uh, based on them. It's a hard uh, thing to teach, but the school itself is the example. And you learn from the example. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I'm glad to see Cigar still performing in the same manner as when I went here. And that's a change. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I think that, um, you know, like you said, I didn't, if I didn't want to come here, now granted, you know, as a six-year-old, what kind of choice do you really have in it? But I think you also know when your kids are in a school, if they like it or if they don't like it. So I know they wouldn't have had me stay here if I didn't like it. And I know that when it came to my turn of when to go, where to go to school, I followed, or send my kids to school, I followed my parents' lead. And I asked my dad, like, was I always going to go to Sacred Heart? And he said, no, but uh, I wanted to make sure that the school was, the school that I knew and loved. Mm -hmm. And that was how I based our decision on sending our boys here is Sacred Heart still the same Sacred Heart that I knew and loved growing up. Are you still um, teaching the same values and morals and ethics? And, you know, it's hard because the the school's been in existence for 143 years. That's a long time to stay Mm -hmm. consistent. And at least, you know, for three generations, it's, it's done my family well. So I can't, I can't complain. And, uh, and it's the one thing that I really liked about Sacred Heart as a child of an alum, as an alum myself, and as a parent, you know, they send out those annual reports. And one year, my this is when we were trying to decide where we were going to send the kids to school. And my mom's like, you have to read it. And it talked about the five goals. And it was great. And I was reading it and I thought, oh, you know, that's basically how I define myself as a person. And that's a lot of the same characteristics that my friends have, you know, love of learning, love of volunteering, trying to make the world a better place, trying to constantly make yourself a better person educationally and altruistically. And I never really felt that that they were teaching us that. Like, I never felt like you were sitting down, you need to take notes. This is how you have to be all the time. They just taught you by example. You just you just learned it. You lived it, and therefore you learned it. And I didn't even know I was learning it. And that's where I really became appreciative of a Sacred Heart education and recognized how with my dad and how he conducts himself as an adult and a parent is through those same goals that... Sacred Heart teaches, so that was my aha moment. <laughs> the opportunity, uh, especially in the class size, mm-hmm. uh, was very important. And uh, the uh, quality of our teachers has always been excellent. And that really is uh, what makes Shard uh, Road, Shard Road. So I, we kind of covered this, but it wasn't a given that you were going to go to Sacred Heart. I don't think so. I mean, no, I mean, like in a given in the sense that I, you know, grew up in Loyola, like I was born on Loyola Avenue, then I went to Mundelein for kindergarten. So, you know, going across the street to Sacred Heart was it made sense. the natural mm-hmm. <laughs> next place to go. And then I, you know, lived right down the street. So it was to me my neighborhood school. But I know for high school, my parents were very adamant you don't have to go to the Sacred Heart High School look around other schools and see what you like. And I, and I chose to go to Sacred Heart High School. Hmm. So, and it was, I mean, even with my dad and my mom being so at 
active in school. They were they're like, that's what we want to do. That's not what you need to do. Do you agree, Anthony, that that's how it... Well, miracles happen in your heart. <laughs> you, uh, you just learned uh, um, one of my stories being collaborated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paula, what was your most vivid memory or impression of Sacred Heart from your dad? So the one thing, when I look back at my dad's influence on Sacred Heart for me, the one thing I remember as a kid is wherever I went, he would always introduce me to somebody that they were a Sacred Heart graduate and and I'm at Sacred Heart. Mm -hmm. So I remember Jane Byrne, Mayor Jane Byrne, was speaking at um, my church at St. Andrews. And I was in my uniform and my dad made it a point to introduce me to the mayor and said, my daughter Paula is currently going to Sacred Heart and I know that you're a Sacred Heart graduate as well. And she came down to my level and we talked about the school and it was made the impression for me it is that the network that this that the school has. I don't know if she went to Sacred to Sheridan Road or which Sacred Heart she went to, but I do know She was a Sacred Heart grad, and everywhere we went, if I went to Rome, you know, my father made it a point, you have to go see um, the Sacred Heart on top of the... The Mater? Yes, the Mater. He went to go see her at the Mater. I remember my parents and my cousin's parents sent us to Europe after we graduated college, and she was also a graduate of Sacred Heart, and we went to the Sacra Cathedral, Mm -hmm. and we saw the statue of Madeline Sophie Barra, and... That was really amazing, and when we would go to San Francisco, like we would, he would say, "Oh, you have to, you know, see the Sacred Heart there." And I've gone on girls trips to like New Orleans, and we were driving by, and they were like, "Hey, there's the Sacred Heart. We should just stop on in and say hello." And we would go in, and they were. More, it was a Saturday, and they were more than happy to show us around. And I think that where else do you have that kind of experience? Like you don't have that. Most schools don't have that kind of a network, and knowing that I'm welcome in any different city I'm at because of my Sacred Heart education that my parents gave me, when I can meet people, I've met people in my professional career, and where did you go, Sacred Heart? Oh my God, so did I. I mean, it's just this really amazing networking gift that I think that they, my parents gave me, and that's one thing that I remember as a kid being dragged around. It was, you know, you're Tony Nichols' daughter and a Sacred Heart student. <laughs> Those are my identifiers. <laughs> that kind of leads into my next question. Did it feel strange when you were here that your dad had gone to school here? Or I don't think I really recognized it until I was like either in fifth or sixth grade. And the school decided they wanted to take a picture of all of the legacy students. Okay. And when I was there, and now you're surrounded by, there's like 20 of us. And then I'm like, oh, wait, your parent went to Sacred Heart, and your parent went to Sacred Heart, and some of them went to Sheridan Road, some of them went other to Sacred Heart schools. That I was like, well, that's really, that's really cool. Like, I just, that was my one moment that I recognized that I was a legacy to something pretty, pretty significant. Do you and your dad ever compare experiences at Sacred Heart? What had changed, for example, over the years? So that's really fun because I would always ask my dad, like, well, what was it like when you were here? And like, what did you, you know, what was your Mm -hmm. school like? And granted, the basic structure was the same for both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, Except I don't think you had the Campbell building 
Maybe you were around when they built the Campbell Building, but you didn't have that. And my library was his chapel, which is now back to being a chapel. (laughs) And that was kind of, because he was, that was really interesting to hear him talk about how things were and where things were set up. Then when I went to school and they changed things around and now my kids are at school and they're now more what they were like when my dad was here. Oh, interesting. So that I think is pretty, pretty interesting. And then there's a whole other massive structure (laughs) attached to the school now that neither was here for both of us. And so that's been pretty neat. But that inner playground is still pretty much the same, which is pretty cool. I will say my favorite is um, the black chairs that they use for the assemblies in the gym. Yeah, those are still the chairs that when I was... Oh, wow. And every time I come and I'm here and I meet someone that I went to school with, and it's like their first time, because for instance, there's a new new family that came to school. They're in fourth grade now. We were sitting next to each other at curriculum night. And she turned to me and she's like, are these the same chairs (laughs) from when we... And I said, yes, because I asked. And apparently, they're amazing chairs and you cannot replace them. So they just, they, they... They've been around for quite some time. So that just goes to show you buy something great first time around. (laughs) And we have hundreds of them. I hope that they weren't here when you were a student, Anthony. No, (laughs) I don't think. No. (laughs) That wasn't. Oh, but as a, for the networking, sorry, back to the original question about networking. The other thing I remember is as an adult, when we walked in from the portrait, and you see the pictures of all of the schools for the networking. My dad told me, he said that something that was that was one thing I really wanted the school to do is to so when you walk in you see that networking. Have you been inside the school yet this year? Those yeah. pictures that you recommended be up, they were all updated this year. Um well, I, I didn't go to this year. Okay. No. Uh, they're in the same place. Yeah. <laughs> you do you have a special key to that door? I don't I don't I know. Now that door is all like locked, it's so yeah. bizarre. Well, it tastes a little pounding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the payphone's finally gone. But thank you for that contribution. It's it's a wonderful thing to see every time we come into the school. Paula, you'll be introducing your dad at the awards presentation on October 20th. What does it mean to you for your dad to receive the Seeker Award? Well, it it means a lot. And my father is, he's a doer, but he doesn't really ask to be honored. Like he just, he'd rather be the silent, quiet type that pushes the boat forward, but he doesn't necessarily need to be the captain steering it. Seeing his school and my school and my kids' school, recognizing him for his accomplishments, that the the motivations to have those accomplishments came from being a child of the Sacred Heart, I think is absolutely amazing. And it's just, I think, a really great honor to to be recognized, not just by your peers, but by like your, your parent. I don't know how else to describe a school to be like a Parent or how if a school can be a parent, but you know that was your teacher, and that's what they want. They wanted you to go out and live this life, and he did. Like he has mentioned before, he's a storyteller, 
And so growing up, I just would hear his stories. And it, and it, that's what taught me how to be part of the community. If you want to see a change, be a part of the change. And he, he wouldn't just tell me, like, if you want to be part of the change, be the change. He would tell me the story that would lead me to be like, oh, well, if I want to make a change, then I should do something like he, he gave in the story. And a lot of times you're kind of like, oh... Well, it's just my dad telling me a story. Like, you don't know if the stories are true or not or not true. And one of my, my favorite stories is as I was dating my husband, we were driving past my dad's bank was where he worked. And my father-in-law said, oh, you know, son, I worked right across the street at Lakeview Bank. And I'm like, oh, my dad's on the other side at Central Savings. And he's like, really? Do you know Tony Nichols? And I said, yes, that's my dad. And he's like, really? He's famous. And I'm like, he is. And so, of course, I knew I had to marry Greg <laughs> right then and there. I've never heard that story. <laughs> and what was great is that he, my father-in-law, verified those stories that my dad had told me about things that were going on in the communities, things that they did as bankers, things that they went on. And I was like, oh, so they're they're not just stories, like that are just teaching stories. Like these things actually happened. And which is great. And now my memory's like super hazy. And I always told myself I was gonna sit down and make my dad tell me the stories as I <laughs> You remember about the you remember the show about the Emperor of China? No, I don't know. You might have to refresh it refresh. Can you share? When China was an empire, a young man was emperor, and he issued an order to find the wisest man in China to sit by his throne. His power would be only exceeded by the emperor. If I presented the young man to the emperor and proclaimed him the wisest man in China, and before uh, he had thrown him to the right of his throne, he said, Tell me, who is the older man standing next to you? And the wisest man China said, he, sire, is my teacher. I forgot that. Yeah. Probably the greatest influence in anybody's life. Mm -hmm. From preschool through university, I influenced my teachers. Mm -hmm. I do remember, um, you would also tell me the story Martha, of... Uh, Graham. Martha Graham. Catherine, Catherine Graham. Catherine Graham. Oh. Margaret B. Catherine Graham. Margaret B. might have been a sociologist, come to think about it. And he said you, she learned her craft not by asking questions, but by having a dinner conversation with her husband. And they would sit at the table and she would talk about her day, which would lead him to talk about his day. And, that would, and that's where she kind of learned what was going on. And, and I know that story... My dad, the teaching there was, if you want to really know something or if you want someone to engage with you and have, um, and you want to really understand what's going on, don't start out by, so how was your day? How do you feel about this? You contribute first yourself. Like, oh, today I went to the grocery store and I noticed that the bread was on sale. I don't know. And then... <laughs> And then see how that reacts and then maybe be like, oh, really? Because I just heard the grains report went down and maybe that's why the, the bread was. And then you learn a little bit more. I mean, if your husband's in finance or something. But that's kind of where I've learned like how to have a conversation or if I want to learn more about something, how to engage with somebody, you're more likely to get 
more information out of somebody by giving information yourself. That's really good advice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so are there any last thoughts that you'd like to leave our audience with? Well, thank you for hosting us. Yeah. Oh, thank, thank you for you. coming. Thanks for having us and giving us this opportunity to chat. And finally, I have some stories recorded about my, with my dad talking, so I'm very excited about that. And <laughs> to be out there yes. forever, hopefully. Yeah. Well, we're really looking forward to celebrating with you, Anthony, on uh, October 20th at Alumni Weekend uh, to honor all you've done. Um, and Paula, we look forward to seeing you as yes. well that Thank weekend. You. And we hope looking you're... forward to it. Yes. I'm hoping my class is gonna come out strong. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and we hope you remember wherever you go, whatever road you may travel, you will always find a home at the Sacred Heart. This has been Ann Camino. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to keep an ear out for our next podcast.